Hi, welcome back to uh, the first episode of Stories of Mahabharat. Um, I'm very excited. I hope you are just as excited. It's a beautiful day outside. It's raining, which just makes it so much more better. I am loving the scene here. Alrighty, so let's start with the stories of Mahabharat. Um, long, long, long ago, there was a kingdom called Hastinapur that was ruled by King Shantanu. And if we talk about the current times, uh, this kingdom is somewhere about 23 miles from Meerut in UP, currently in India. And King Shantanu was one day hunting in the forest alongside the banks of River Ganga when he saw this beautiful Apsara who was close to the river. He sees her and in just a fraction of moments, he falls in love with her divine beauty. He's magnetically pulled towards her. He has fallen in love. He confesses his love towards this beautiful Apsara and asks for her hand in marriage. He wants to marry her. He tells her how much he loves her and how he must have her at any cost and he would do anything for her. That's the intensity he felt towards her. The beautiful Apsara smiles listening to the king plead and she agrees. She agrees that she would marry him but she puts two conditions. The first one is that you'll never ask me where I came from or who I am. And the second one is that you'll never stop me from doing anything or ask me any questions about my actions. If you do so, I will have to leave you. Shantanu was so madly in love with her, just by a single glance of her, had swept him off his feet. So he would have obviously said yes to any condition that this Apsara put. So of course he accepted both of her conditions and they both agreed to get married. Now there is a grand wedding in the palace in the kingdom of Hastinapur and everybody is extremely happy. They both get married and they live for a beautiful one year of beautiful married, happily married life. After one year, they are blessed with a son and King Shantanu is obviously very delighted. He has a heir to his kingdom, he has a son now, and he rushes towards um, the palace where his queen resides to meet his queen and his son, only to find out that the queen is carrying this baby who was just born in drapes and she's walking towards the river. King Shantanu follows her and then he finds out that the queen stands in the water, she takes the baby who's in drapes and she drowns the baby in water. King Shantanu is frightened. He is obviously struck by grief. Like just moments ago, he was so happy. His life was perfect. Everything was beautiful. He was celebrating such a beautiful moment of his life. And just a few moments later, everything had changed. He had so many questions in his mind. He wanted to ask her, ask his queen why on earth would she do something like that? But he remembered he had made a promise to his queen. And to keep his promise, he had to stay silent. So he stays silent. He doesn't ask anything. He's also so much in love with her that he eventually forgives her. And they continue to live in love with each other. 
and until their next baby is born. And this time again, the queen does the same thing. She carries the baby and drowns the baby. This continues until the queen has drowned seven of their sons in water. By the time their eighth son is born and the queen is about to do the same thing, King Shantanu cannot hold it back anymore. He yells and he shouts and he stops the queen. He begs her to stop. The moment he does that, the queen stops and she tells him that she does owe him an explanation of all her actions and she'll give it to him but then she'll have to leave because that was a condition that she put before they got married. So she explains why she did all of this. So long, long, long ago in the forest, there lived a Rishi, his name was Vashisht, Rishi Vashisht in his ashram. And in his ashram, he had a cow and the cow's name was Nandini. Nandini was believed to have divine powers. Her milk was supposed to give grant any wish and give life of like thousand years, 10,000 years. And once upon a time, there were eight Vasus that were visiting Rishi Vashisht and staying in his ashram. Now, if we talk about Vasus, uh, these eight Vasus, the Vasus are actually described as group of deities that are associated with fire and light. The scriptures also describe Vasus as people who flew around in their Vimanas, also called as like self-driven crafts. And the scriptures also describe these crafts in so much detail as how they were emitting, uh, how they were running on mercury and emitting zero emissions. And recently, a lot of research has actually found out a um, lot more details about these crafts, uh, which is pretty amazing. So anyways, the eight Vasus along with their wives are staying in the ashram and they find about, uh, they find out about Nandini the cow and influenced by one of their wives and one of the Vasu's idea, they decide to steal this cow. When Rishi Vashast finds out, he's absolutely angry. He could not believe that his guests, who he treated so well, uh, could do something like this. So in an absolute state of anger, he gives them a curse. The curse is that these Vasus will be born as humans and they'll have to go through human sufferings. It's also pretty interesting because it's also a place where you can actually work. It's also leveling ground. So we, to be born as human is a curse, but at the same time, it's a chance for you to repent for your actions, to, uh, to work on your bad karmas and to actually, again, come back to like square one. So... They were given this curse that they'll be born as humans and go through human sufferings by Rishi Vashisht. After a while, when Rishi Vashisht has calmed down a little bit, the Vasus begged for their for, for forgiveness, and except for the eighth one whose idea it was. Then Rishi Vashisht is like, okay, I cannot take back my curse because a curse is like, you know, a bow that's left, an arrow that has left the bow and it cannot come back. So Rishi Vashisht is like, okay, I'll change it a little bit. So the seven Vasus, they will be born as humans, but their life will be short-lived. Except for the eighth one. He will actually have to live the entire human life and go through the entire sufferings. And then he also describes in great detail how his life would be as human. And then 
um, goddess Ganga is given the task to be their mother and to enable this whole process to go through. Then we are back to current times. So the queen reveals herself. She's like, I am Ganga, goddess Ganga. And I'm, I was here to basically make sure that this task was done and I've done it. And because you asked me this question, you broke the promise that you made and now I will have to leave. King Shantanu listens to this whole story and he's obviously extremely sad to listen to this. Moreover, the fact that he's still so much in love with her, he still doesn't want her to leave him. And he's also afraid that a son that was just born, how would he grow up without his mother? So he begs her to not go. Then she says that, okay, she'll take the son with him. She will make sure that he grows up to be a great future king, a great warrior. He'll be trained in everything that could be possible. And once he's ready, she'll bring him back to him. So hearing that, King Shantanu is a bit relieved, but obviously he's really, really, really sad. His life is like turned upside down in flashes. So Ganga takes the eighth son and she leaves. Uh, leaving Shantanu just waiting, waiting that one day Ganga might come back, uh, his son might come back, but he doesn't know what's going to happen. Alrighty, so on that note, I think I'm going to end the uh, first episode. It's a pretty good cliffhanger. We'll find out in the next episode. Um, will the son return? Will Ganga return? So I hope you enjoyed the first episode. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.